it's really it's an honor to have you here. Thank you very much. Um, I would say there are uh, a lot of people that uh, are in and around the entrepreneur studio that um, have deep respect for you as a person, as a you know, as a human, uh, as a professional athlete, as uh, somebody who's sort of influencing a lot of things, and as an entrepreneur. Right? Thank you. And so it's super. Uh, it's a privilege to have you here. So, you know, um, there's a lot of things that. <clears throat> I'd say uh, you're well known for, okay? And one of them are these giant waves. So is it true in 2000 that you surfed the heaviest wave on record? According to the so-called experts. <laughs> <laughs> the experts said yes. The experts said yes. And you're like, it was just awesome. <laughs> There's always that. There's always that. So what what's that like? I mean, we were just sitting here talking about instincts and all that kind of stuff, and you have to be probably pretty aware of your surroundings to surf something like that and come out. The truth about that particular wave was uh, was it was a culmination of kind of a lot of lifelong work, but mm -hmm. then lifelong belief. So and it represented something that that uh, that I had you know, uh, hope for, dreamed of, mm -hmm. thought possible, but never saw kind of, kind of thing. And so I think that was, it was an emotional, it was an emotional, uh, I mean, the fact that I got accolades from the industry or the audience, or that was the, the that was the byproduct of, I think of the, of the, of the dream. Yeah. Right. Of the dream. And, and, uh, you know, and, and again, the in you know, in that particular on on that on on that day uh back to instincts it was an in, it, there was a lot of instincts going on mm -hmm. in, in, to make it to make well first of all to make it that i accomplished it but then yeah. also to to you know the fact that it happened at all yeah it's powerful what uh, you know you, you just said it's something that you dreamed of what's uh maybe some <clears throat> uh early uh surfing aspirations talk about the birth of the dream oh i was obnoxious as a little kid you know i grew up around uh, well, i grew up at the most aggressive beach in the world at the time it was it was you know it would it would drown people you know i wouldn't say daily but you know monthly for mm. sure i mean a lot of people drowned on the, on the beach that i grew up on and 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 then all of the great kind of wave riders during that era came from all over the world to kind of test their skills and i that was in, they were walking through my front yard so as a little boy or little man uh whatever you want to call it um uh, I, I i was yeah i was i was you know i was uh, em empowered mm. empowered to to do it do what the men were doing um and 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 the environment was conducive for that it was it was it was a serious, uh, threatening world, yeah. uh, that I lived in and, and was raised in. So, and then it just went from where I was there to another kind of more remote, more threatening place. Uh, but my, but I was, uh, you know, known to be obnoxious in, in, in my belief that I could do something, uh, in it. I think I, you know, that confidence that, that you believe when you're, especially when you're little, you know, you, you know Santa's real, yeah, and you, you know, you know you're going to be great, like kind of thing. You like you have that. You, you life hasn't just beaten you down with a club yet, 
Yeah. And, and you retain that optimism. Like, cause you're, you know, I always say if you take a little kid to a scary movie, it's scary when you're a little kid mm -hmm. and then you get a little older and it's less scary because you've seen a bunch of scary movies yeah. and you realize that they're just making them in their movies. But yeah, but you, when you're little, so, you know, I had a, uh, I think that was a, uh, that was a big piece of it. The yeah. big piece of it is that I was highly, uh, impacted mm -hmm. by my environment in a really good environment to be impacted. And, uh, and then I had an incredible mom too. My mom yeah. was amazing at cultivating my imagination. Oh, wow. So she was a big proponent of, you know, read you, you know, the, all the Lord of the Rings, read you the, mm -hmm. you know, the Jonathan Livingston Siegel, read you Dune, read you all these crazy books when I was young. It, my mom read me so many books as a young person. I, I think it affected my reading because I, I, it took me a while to really get good at I wouldn't say, I'm probably not even good now at reading, but I can read. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I wouldn't go good. Good would be, like, would be a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> that would be, <laughs> that'd be a stretch. Yeah. Good. Yeah. No, but um, yeah. So I think that was, you know, it, I, I mean, I think to, when I look, if I look at it, I'd go, there was a lot of things that lined up Yeah. that, that came together to make, uh, to make it happen. And then you had to, you know, ultimately survive. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, how did you, how, how was it sort of like, you know, uh, being a kid at this, you know, aggressive beach to what, what was sort of like the, the trajectory to start figuring out how to surf these giant waves? You know, my, my, um, my stepdad, uh, has a saying, you know, uh, big wave riders are born and not made. Mm. And so I think that I had the inclination. Well, first of all, I was a little daredevil. Mm -hmm. okay. or whatever you want to say like i was a thrill seeker like okay. like i'm the kid that when you turn your head he climbs to this top of the swing set and jumps off and mm -hmm. you know i'm doing stuff that i think it was for my mom was very hard on my mom because it was like wow he's lived all the way till four now yeah. he's lived till six so worth, these birthdays eight. are worth celebrating yeah these are big birthdays <laughs> these are survival birthdays um and so i think i had that naturally i think i had okay. naturally like I mean, I, the stories, oh, you jump off a giant cliff when you were this age and, you know, you did. Um, and so I think I naturally was drawn to that. Uh, and, and, and then the environment that I was in, uh, e that's where a lot of the respect came from. Mm -hmm. Like, and we were, we, you know, I always describe, I mean, we were, I, and everybody, I, I could say, you know, I mean, how can you be poor? You're living in Hawaii, but we were poor. Like yeah. we had an outhouse, okay. like we had a, yeah. we lived in a house that, that that had a bare tin roof that when it rained really hard i mean but we had a roof so i won't complain yeah but when it rained hard you couldn't watch tv and the tv was had rabbit ears with aluminum foil and there was two channels and you know mm -hmm. you'd get to the conclusion of the movie and it would start raining and you'd be like you put your head and you couldn't hear what what happened so yeah but you get the idea that that so i had that kind of uh dis i would say discrimination but you know, like I had holes in my clothes and our cars had bad mufflers and, yeah. you know, you got teased at school. And so, you know, and then I'm, then I was, you know, then I was also, uh, fair in a, in a, in a Hawaiian world. I was, yeah. you know, looked like a descendant of Captain Cook, which didn't exactly go, didn't go well towards my help. Um, it, it, and so I had those and then thrill seeker and then, okay, then I have this thing. So then I'm, you know, I, then again, right chemistry uh and ocean the ocean is equality 
Yeah. It's equal. We're all, I always say we're all equal before a wave. I don't care who you are, what you got. Come over here. I don't care how smart, how rich, how strong. I put you in the water. We're in the water together. It's just you, me, and the wave. And so it's, what do you got? What do I got? Nice, nice environment. Like yeah. good environment for, for kind of, I would say equality, but good environment to, to, to establish some sort of, uh, some sort of uh, equilibrium, right? And, uh, and then you have this thing where you're really drawn to it. So as I develop, you know, learning how to swim in the, in some of the most rugged waters in the world yeah. and uh, go from there to, to, as I develop, you know, surfing's interesting where people just have a cap. They just mm -hmm. go along and then all of a sudden they, they're, they're, they get to a certain height and they're like, they're good. The yeah. waves, oh, a certain height wave and they're good. And by the way, they're good for their whole life. Like, it's not like they change and go like you and then the guys that really are drawn to big surf sometimes they don't even surf unless it's big you don't even know the guys all of a sudden you're like you never seen this guy all year and all of a sudden he comes out of his you know his construction his, his construction truck or his hole or whatever and he's like here he comes and you're like and he might not even be talented you're like this guy can barely surf but he just has the courage and the draw he's drawn to the energy that power he that power draws him he goes there and and then you know and then you're so you have that right you have that group that you know and then some some of the group is uh that they're good in little wave they blur they just do everything yeah and they just but they keep going when the surf gets big uh and and so and that that whole group that's drawn to the giant wave mm -hmm. it's a smaller group mm -hmm. it's just a lesser it's yeah. a lesser group it's a little bit i mean i think there is a uh a mechanism there's a there's a certain uh, dna or there's a certain thing that we that you you know it's like the first group that you send out into the field you know yeah. whatever you like you go hey you guys go there these and are the seals go yeah. to the front mm -hmm. and charge and so it's a little bit of that so um so you have that and 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 that was and i just felt the best there that was the thing that i was consistently drawn to and everything else around that was just a means to get there mm -hmm. and means to get to that spot and the thing about uh big waves are is that they just are elusive yeah so it's not it's not a it's not a freebie you don't mm -hmm. just get to go in your airplane and fly up and jump out whenever you want to yeah you can't you this is like you got to be paying attention paying and you attention. have to be available and you have to be ready mm -hmm. so you have all these things that have to happen which makes it which makes it uh you got to have some dedication if, if you're going to go at it seriously and and not you know kind of i'd say i mean as a hobby yeah yeah, yeah one or or just have just under under prepared okay yeah so i mean what do we say there's old and there's bold there's no old bold you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> you go about certain things in a way that you can keep doing it and and i think that's a big piece of uh of longevity right yeah, yeah. like you can just some and it's interesting when dolphins uh are attacked they form a ball so dolphins and they put the the mothers and the baby and the babies in the center then the adults are around and the young male adolescents are on the very outside okay the first line of defense yeah the young reckless the reckless guys, the, the reckless ones, you know those guys they're ready send them in uh you know and there's probably a few older reckless ones in that yeah. group steering the boys because yeah it's their first time at it yeah but uh but i think there is a certain group that just 
to, to just kind of have that thing that, yeah. that they're, yeah, they're all, it's all good there. That's what they do. And, and, um, and, and you don't really have a choice. You so, don't, yeah. So you're a young guy. Yeah. You're, uh, we'll just, we'll just say, uh, bold. <clears throat> Uh, and, and some people and, have other words. Yeah, There's other words. You know, yeah, we'll yeah, be kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so you're bold, and and you end up uh, modeling and start doing movies, you know, and things like that. So, so what was sort of the? How, how'd you go from uh, being this bold guy to to doing that kind of work? Desperation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's any any way to to fund that's that or, uh, I mean, I left school. My mom was at, at the time. My mom was a single parent, so she could sign me out of school. And so I went where I work full time pouring concrete. And that was the first job I had was concrete. And, and, uh, and I grew up farming, fishing and, and around a lot of physical activity and then getting caught in riptide. So I wasn't scared of working. Yeah. Right. So, but I had to subsidize my, cause they don't pay you a lot and try to convince somebody to pay you to go ride a giant wave. Yeah. It's very difficult. Very difficult. Yeah. They're not quick to, to pay you or get a job. Like yeah. I have, you can I have a job riding these giant waves and they're like, well, that's dangerous. And, um, what do we get for yeah, it? Yeah. What would we get out of that? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of it was that it was, it was the subs subsidized the, 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 the availability, you know, like being, like you said, yeah. being available, mm -hmm. like being, being able to be available to do it when, and if you're have a conventional job where you're working, all week long you're not going to go hey boss i mean in hawaii you probably can a little bit but if there's a lot of surf you're gonna there's gonna be a lack of a lot of work mm -hmm. and so you're gonna be fired <laughs> you're gonna not be working anymore so that so that was out of that that was yeah. that really the motivation and and i wasn't uh above that i wasn't like i'm not gonna model i'm not gonna do a movie thing or what i'm gonna be like no if i can if this can you know, if I can, because those situations are, are, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, room to, mm -hmm. to, you know, be ready for a giant swell. Yeah. So that, that was the, you know, that was the driving force. Cause like, how can I subsidize my, my, um, my passion? Like, yeah. what do I need? Whatever I needed to do. Cause I did it every other way. I did it, you know, cut, you know, arborist, this thing, I mean, I've, you know, carpentry, mason, you know, what, just activate, I mean, just name a job. I probably scrub rib pans. I mean, you know, it's mm -hmm. not like I haven't done every single one of those things. Yeah. So, um, probably sometimes more than I really wanted to, but, uh, but yeah, but those were all to subsidize it, get it, get you, get you <laughs> to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got to buy boards and stuff That's right. too, right? That's super good. Well, um, so what 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 would you say has been? You, you know, I know you were in Point Break for a couple of minutes, which is you know pretty well known, pretty well known risk taking movie, right? What what other what movie are you most proud of? Those two really don't go together. <laughs> <laughs> those aren't exactly connected. Um, movie proud. Let me see. No. Um, I mean, listen. I I got to well, the documentary. Well, so. I got to I, I got to work alongside George Clooney. Yeah. Um, in the Descendants, that was a, 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 a an incredible opportunity because he's a master at at his craft. Um, doesn't isn't doesn't take it too seriously in that in that sense. In, in that he doesn't, he, you know, he doesn't put a bunch of stress around it. 
that's probably why he's yeah. so good at it. He's able to, and maybe he doesn't have stress because he's so smooth or he's so smooth because he doesn't have stress. I'm not sure which. Yeah. Taking her first. the on that one. Yeah. I'm not, but uh, that, that was a, a, a fun, you know, and anytime I'm getting to surf in, in, in something, I mean, the documentaries are different because yeah. they're not feature films, which uh, you realize are, it's a very patient game it's a it's a it's a very it's a it's a game uh it's a lot of waiting mm -hmm. it's a lot of waiting it's a lot of hurry up and wait it's a lot of there's a there's just a lot of confusion in the process mm -hmm. and that i mean that's that, that that makes it difficult i'm i'm usually more you know hey dig the ditch from here to there okay no problem it's like i don't care if we're digging all day and night but at least we have this thing where this other one's like okay you're ready okay, no, okay yeah so um so that, but uh, you know, I, I've listen. I've been, I've had the fortune to be around, a, you know, a crazy different variety of films from because where I grew up, they also shot a lot of movies when yeah. I was a kid. So you had, you know, you had King Kong coming through, and you had you had just had all these giant films, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark and this and that. So I've I grew up in an environment where there was a lot of filmmaking. My my mom's friends were surf filmmakers and then later uh, became the leading IMAX filmmakers. And so I was around docu documentation and filming. And so, and, and so, and I always had an interest uh, with it. So it was, though a lot of times these were learning opportunities. Yeah. Like, hey, I get to learn, you know, I get to go learn, you know, the different things. And the truth is, 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 you know, some of the most important learning is learning what you don't want to do, mm. you know, get that list down <laughs> quick. <laughs> and then, cause of what you want to do can, that can be ever changing, but what you don't want to do, let's, let's try to figure out or what, you know, what situation you don't want to get in. Let's and get back to the, back to the human, uh, you know, trying to avoid, you know, danger, peril. trying to, yeah, let's avoid peril, like yeah. whatever that is. And, and what you don't want to do is a form of peril. So let's, let's, Let's work on that. Yeah, that's good. Well, it, you know, you're you're sitting here saying, you know, uh, you had to figure out how to subsidize this thing, and then all of a sudden, surfing competitions is something you you uh, can be a part of. And you know, maybe the money aside, uh, how how what was the first competition like for you? You know, the truth is, uh, I watched my stepdad surfing competition. Um, I was at these beaches where these competitions were were kind of uh, occurring. Um, and I was in a time in surfing where, you know, half the surfers were not competing and then half the surfers were competing. So mm -hmm. there wasn't an, an obligatory, uh, need to have to compete. Like you just, it wasn't like that wasn't the, you could, you, I, I could see that there was a way to, to, to have a career without having to be in competition. Okay. So I was like, and I, and I, you know, when we were kids, we did these little, surf contest and it was fun and you're yeah. with your buddies yeah. and you won a trophy and got a t-shirt and cool it was great and yeah. then you got to be a man and then there was money and then the aggression came in and i was probably naturally too aggressive this was not a good environment for me okay so uh i and 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 so then i watched to compete with yourself yeah well yeah and 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 exactly well that's the most honest yeah i mean that's the you know that's the that's the that's the least confusing at least i mean compared to and surfing is difficult to to create competition in in my opinion because 
you're talking about judgment. Yeah. And so it's not so straightforward. I mean, you see what referees do in games and it drives people crazy. Imagine right. if that was determining the outcome every single time. Yes. You'd be you'd be lost. And so, or at least I would be. For some people, it's completely clear. Uh, so I had I had when I was young, I was like, I, and then I I was like, you know what? I don't I don't like that environment. I watched my dad compete, my stepdad, and uh, one particular event was, you know, he probably surfed as as good as he had ever surfed in his competitive career, and you know the other guy won by point zero one and was crowned the world champion to but needed to win to be the champ and there was just some stuff that i was like i don't think so yeah i think i'm going to be a no-go on that one and so i just uh I, I did compete in windsurfing i competed in paddleboard racing i competed in things that had to do with time yeah because pretty straightforward pretty straightforward i'm faster i'm slower win lose it's pretty clear you can go home and cry about it but you're not that confused by it and where this other thing is you can have a phenomenal performance and be like wow that was kind of confusing like yeah. why did so uh that uh that kind of that determinant determined my i was just like i'm not going to subject my performance to judgment i'm going to let the audience first of all i'm going to do it for myself yeah. let's just go to the top like let's gonna i'll i'll come in and i'll tell you how i feel about how i did mm -hmm. you know if you really yeah. want if you're yeah. curious i'll be like <laughs> and then i'll sh and then i can present my performance to people to observe and they can tell me if they like it or not yeah you know, and that's probably a pretty good sign if it's like being an artist you know if you like the painting and you go i like that painting and then people come and go hey i really like that painting you're like oh cool then i was probably then i was kind of on the right line when i said i liked it yeah kind of thing so or I, you know what I don't care if you don't like it anyway. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> we keep so, doing it. Yeah. But I mean, I think that that was, um, that, that approach is so, uh, innovative for the time that, that, that you were in and the time you started doing it. You're like, you know, these, uh, you know, skating and all these kind of action sports and surfing was there. Right. And, and, and then you're like, you know, I'm going to unplug myself from this machine that's being designed. And you went and invented your own machine. Right. Which yes. is like, yeah, I'm going to go surf yeah. the big stuff. I'm going to go get a lot of attention for doing that. Yeah. And I'm going to find a way how to design my life around that and design, you know, my work habits and things like that. And I get to risk like crazy. <laughs> well, the truth is, is that I went to Europe and you and the Europeans supported me. They really, you know, the French really uh, love art. Yeah. So they loved my approach. I got a lot of support from in Europe before I ever got any support in, in America. I went there as a windsurfer and knocked uh, knocked their champion off his his speed title and mm -hmm. and then and then uh, and then because they liked because they like art, then I was able to to use all the things that I was doing. Uh, which I was, you know, which I was doing multiple disciplines and being trying to be, and, and I was curious and about innovation always. Like mm -hmm. that's always been a, a piece of, and part of it is I told somebody, I go, listen, when you live down a dirt road and you have one bicycle and it breaks, you have a tendency to make things. Like you make things, you do things, you fix things. It's Resourcefulness like, comes you know, out. Gabby always asked me, she's like, how do you know how to fix all this stuff? I go, well, because if you didn't fix it, you didn't have it mm -hmm. so you just learn how to you know you you macgyver it you yeah. just you just you know you do you do hey, it duct you, tape and bailing oh, wire yeah. amazing uh-huh amazing a little super glue little jb weld yeah. whatever you know you go you, you know how you, to get it done that's right and 
Well, that's amazing. Uh, I, I, you know, like you, this all of the the way that you designed your career, uh, and and what you pursued and how you pursued it. I think um, teed you up for you know what we like to talk about, which is entrepreneurship. So talk about how Laird Superfood was born and well, what uh, went into it. Well, the the truth is, is uh, it started actually it started early on in my career. Uh, I was uh, well, and I looked at surfing, and I go, well, where where are people making money in surfing? And it wasn't the surfers; it was the apparel companies. And I'm like, oh, the apparel guys, I got it. And they were they were most of the apparel guys weren't great surfers. They but they used surfers to sell apparel. Mm. And so then I got uh, uh, a f a guy that I knew had an apparel line, and I, he liked my surfing. And so I en ended up uh, becoming friends with him and got exposed to apparel. Like mm -hmm. I went to sweatshops, I learned how to cut and sew, I learned how to. I wouldn't say I learned how to cut so I just learned the process of making yeah. apparel, design, sales, the whole deal, yeah. understand the whole market, saw the companies that were making, you know, like OP and 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 uh, Hang 10 and all these big clothing uh, companies and that, you know, how they, how, what they were doing. And in that process, uh, I learned about brands. Mm. That brand, that the brand was the only kind of intangible like it was the only thing that just that you couldn't just make. You couldn't just make a brand. Yeah. I mean, you could make a brand and then develop a brand and make it become a brand, but that takes time. Yeah. And that and that and it has to have an intention. Yeah. And history. And you mm -hmm. gotta, you know, you don't just become a brand without without a lot of investment. And then even then, if it's all through, if it's not authentic, yeah. then people can sense it. And then it's a bot brand. Then you just created something and you didn't really so um that's where I felt like that's when I kind of pulled back from that and, and, and just thought, well, I just have to focus on my, my, my passion, my thing. And, and I'll be, and I am my brand. You'll be the brand. I'll, and I'll be the brand. And, and in the beginning, um, a lot of, I was, uh, a lot of companies were helping me build my brand like my sponsors, mm -hmm. Oxbow, or like my sponsors, like like American Express, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like like anybody who used me, anybody who used Laird Hamilton in their in their advertising was spending money on my brand. Yeah. And building my brand. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which it was, was it, yeah, building it's, my it's, brand. They're building you're building a personal they're, brand they're, and, and they're they're adding their value, which builds you yeah. and then one authenticizes yours. Authenticizes yeah. yours because if these companies that are great brands are saying, hey, this isn't the you know, the, he's endorsing our brand. That that's a that that legitimizes your value. Anyway, but but the thought that that that's the un, invisible thing that if that you can you know, and then what do you put that on, right? So then eventually, what do you put that? What where if you have that brand? Because eventually, you know, in the beginning, you're you're sponsored, right? And then eventually, you get to a point where you kind of need to sponsor yourself. Yeah. Like you should you should be doing something for yourself and so uh and so you know i i i mean i apparel made sense hard goods boards and stuff made sense uh and then fitness because fitness is something in my career that we've evolved into yeah. which is really health and wellness and longevity and ultimately just being a better organism uh mm -hmm. but the the 
you know, Laird Superfood came came out of again completely because uh, none of the none of it is a I'd like is a strategic plan. Okay, none of it. Like you, because if you said that, you, that's you wouldn't be you wouldn't be honest because there's uh, the, too many things have to happen, mm-hmm. and you can people like to take credit for things that have occurred. And because they had a, a dream or an idea, but the way it manifested itself wasn't wasn't by wasn't design by, or intentional. No. Yeah, come on, which one? Well, you, who? No, don't, 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 <laughs> don't go there. I don't care which one. I don't care yeah. who it is. I don't care which guy brand this. You name one. No, yeah, not not from not from. I mean, they started there and then it became this, or their intention was, yes. you know. I'll connect you and all of a sudden you have, you know, Facebook or, hey, I'm going to sell some books online and you have Amazon. I'm saying, yeah, come on, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, let's, let's just, you know, things are, you know, there's, things are lined up uh, the way, the way they I mean, I, I would, I would agree. I mean, every conversation that we have in this room, there is a evolution that happens. There's an d- initial discovery or a spark, uh, mm-hmm. something they're chasing. And then there's all the discoveries along the way yeah. and then becomes this thing. Right. So I, I think, I think it has a lot to do with something that's, a, a, you know, like the theme that you and I've been talking about is this, uh, I'm going to say situational awareness or this, uh, these instincts that you develop and you got to be able to recognize an opportunity. Right. And so you're sitting here paying attention to how you're like, man, how, how do you make money doing this thing that I really, really, really love to do? And you're paying attention to apparel and, uh, you know, hard goods and equipment and things like that. And then when the fitness thing comes around, you're like, it's a, it's a, it's something that probably you saw as an opportunity to be like, this could be a good sort of uh, uh, longer term, right? Because there's there's a window of time that you know, are yeah. you going to be yeah. able to sponsor apparel or be endorsed by an apparel company or no, no, when you're not well, how in much the do sports, you want to, how yeah, about even if do you want, this is true, yeah. And I'm still it's not true. not in the sport, and I could probably get it, but at a certain point, you got to decide, you know, and then. And the, the 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 one key element for me with any any of them, any company I ever worked with, any 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 business that I'm involved in, there's always one key element which is got to be honest, got to be honest, got to be truthful. Meaning you really use that, you really use that. Oh, like we, at one point, one earlier. point I no, I'm just saying at one point I was working with with years ago I was working with Mazda. Yeah, I didn't have a Mazda, I bought a Mazda. Mm-hmm. because I, I i'm not a hypocrite yeah like, that's good if i don't use it if i don't use it and it's not authentic to me if i'm not if i'm not you know i, I bring my watch i'm using the watches I, I i use the watch as a tool mm-hmm. so i'm using it when i do the thing whether it's you know so superfood coming from a product that 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 i was using that i made a recipe i made that i was sharing with friends that was working for me that i developed to help me perform better feel better just feel like just be everything, you know, everything like an improvement to my life. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the apparel is like, we're making clothes cause they, they don't see anything that I, that works that I like that ha- that is in a way that either the materials or the design isn't the way I want it. The boards are coming from boards that I've developed with shapers over years that mm-hmm. work for me that I, that, that I don't see any, you know, it's like, I don't want to. I don't want to do something that there's already something. Why would I go reinvent the wheel? I'm not making tires. I, they, there's 
tie 10 tire companies. I'll just go buy good tires. Why would I? So I, I want it to be authentic that, that way. I think that's important, right? That it's because then it's easy to tell the truth. It's easy to yeah. talk about it. Then you're not having to make up stuff and, be, and pretend like you like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's easy. Like it's, it's, don't set yourself up to be like, well, this is really good stuff, but I don't drink it. Yeah. It's like, wrong. Bad dog. You know, we say bad dog, but, uh, so, so that, I think that's the, you know, and there's been a couple of moments when I've had to, you know, make compromises. I mean, you know, I always say easy to say no when you can say no, say no when you can't say no. That's mm -hmm. hard. That's the hard part. But at some point you got to draw some kind of line and you have to make decisions. And I've turned down a lot of opportunities over my career just because they were not honest. Yeah, they weren't authentic. I didn't believe you. in this stuff. I was like, that stuff, crap. I'm not going to, you know, endorse that. And then, and then I think you have a certain responsibility. I see it a lot in it with athletes where they're doing things they don't need to do. Do you really need to do that? No, you're, you're good. You don't need to do that. Why are you doing that? You're, you're, you're making that seem okay to a kid who's looking up to you and that stuff's trash, mm -hmm. but you're going to be like, so, you know, I think there's, uh, and people can smell that people can smell that, that, and I, and I believe that sometimes it takes a lot longer for them to smell it than you'd like them to, but it, it, that over time people can sense your genuineness, your, your honesty, your sincerity, like, and I want to, I want to, I would like, again, back to the brand. What are the brand values? Mm -hmm. Like, like, hey, can you do you know? Hey, when I go to that brand, that stuff's good. That that board, that clothes, that thing, whatever they're whatever that brand's associating with, I don't have to be like, I don't have to investigate. Yeah. I don't have to do like, hey, let me look under the hood and no, oh, this stuff is they're just trying to make a buck, mm -hmm. which is you know we got to live and survive. But uh, but where's the line? You know where where do we make that we make that line? So superfood completely authentic you know that's just coming from a from a, a recipe and and coming from a belief in a uh you know and the board the boards that we make the our, our you know the boards that we've developed over the years the 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 foils we do the you know all these you know it's like okay land rover whoever whoever whatever the brand is either we the quality of the brand the kind of brand what they stand for mm -hmm. we back them or uh you know, or, or it's uh, the brands that we do personally that we're involved in. We, we, you know, we, and you're always, it's a battle, right? It's a battle to try to walk the line, right? Yeah. Cause you can be, you know, Hey, we'll just compromise a little bit here and compromise a little mm -hmm. bit there. Pretty soon, pretty soon the whole thing's compromised. Yeah. There's like a wake the, of compromises. Yeah. And so, uh, being, being conscious of, of that and, and setting some kind of guide rails, you know, again, guide rails, like my one of my you know some of my guardrails were like you got to actually use this stuff yeah like you got to actually believe in it you got to actually be you know like it's got to be it's got to be real for you because people i think people i think companies underestimate the intelligence of the customer mm -hmm. sometimes they just act like oh yeah 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 and they just and I'm, yeah no they and i think the customers under estimate themselves they don't even know that they intuitively can sense things when they're a little bit that just doesn't seem right or yeah. you know that's i mean we know that we know that and, and we're learning that more and more that's probably why we're having more isolated compartmentalized groups and we're not just able to have one broad thing oh, and then everybody goes it's like they're yeah. people are scrambling right now because you know because of the 
I think that tool, that device that we're using is, it is, you know, it's, it's spreading lies, but it's spreading truth. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, what do we say? Bright light, dark shadow. Oh yeah. So it's creating the poles. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing that, uh, I I'd say is striking me, right. Just, you know, get going into a, a deep conversation with you is you're a value centric guy. You're, uh, uh, integrity, right. Values I'm picking up on, right. Integrity, authenticity, and then innovation. And these are things that are sort of like you push the envelope because of something you believe, right? Which ultimately has a lot to do with, uh, you know, you 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 were in an environment early in your life that was conducive to, you know, I, I want to have fun, I want to take risk, and you were pushing the envelope, right? And that carried into this whole. I mean, the values thing is important, but then you're you have figured out uh, how to take calculated risks, right? And I, I think that that is something that entrepreneurs um, sort of have in them. I, I don't know if entrepreneurs are born or made. I, I, who knows? I think everybody's a little bit different. But uh, what are some of the what are some of the things that like what's a story uh, you know that had specifically to do with entrepreneurship? It could be it could be superfood that is like you knew uh, you had a belief in a, in something that was going to happen. And you had to make a decision that was going to be pretty risky. In order to kind of bring bringing something to life, what's what's a what's a story that would kind of resonate with other entrepreneurs who've been through it? I, I mean, with, with superfood in particular, uh, you know, you're you're talking about having people eat something. I mean, <laughs> there's a certain level of risk for that. With that, you know, it. it, it I mean, it, again, it's it's uh, ingestibles. Like, you know, is it really doing for me what it's doing? For, does it really, will it do for other people what it's doing for me? Okay. Like, okay, like, okay, this is, that's, that's, you know, and then, and then we're, you know, there's a, there's a, 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 a I mean, there's a daily battle of, of, you know, trying to make things affordable. Mm -hmm. So you're taking a certain risk by, I could probably, it'd be probably better. I mean, it, we could probably go more. I would say boutique, but we could go more high end and be like, yeah, cool. And, and, and that would probably make the business easier. <laughs> First of all, uh, we could just, and then be cool with it in that lane. But that because we were trying to, we're trying to get it to people who, who need it the most. Okay. That's the, you know, that's a, that's a risk. That's a, that's a big risk. That's a big, because we're trying to get it to people that, and, and so we have to make it affordable. And so in that process, that makes it, there's a certain, we could jack it and, you know, put a few more whistles on it and be, mm -hmm. and, you know, it'd still be in the same values and still be all yeah, covering yeah. everything. But, uh, you know, that, that's, that's one thing I, you know, I think that's, that's, uh, an ongoing it, battle. Like, and I mean, uh, again, risk is a lot of it is exposure, mm -hmm. right? Is it a one-time risk? Or is it a continual risk? Mm -hmm. Risk is, there's a bunch of different kinds of risk. There's expanded risk where you're just on the edge the entire time. And, and so the, and when, and the way the rules of the universe are that the longer you're in this position, the more chances there are that something happens. Yeah. If we just go to the edge and we come back, then, okay, there was a moment when you were, you were, you were vulnerable. Uh, and so, you know, what is that? What is that? I, those are different kinds of risks. Yeah, you know? totally. So, and I, you said something uh, uh, earlier, which I, that's my, I was going to make a t-shirt, but 
uh, in the beginning or during beginning end and now of uh, the pand- pandemic is which is pay attention. Yeah. Pay attention. Like, like, like pay attention, like pay, uh, uh, you know, and that's an ongoing philosophy for life is, and risk is all about the paying attention. Totally. There's, there's a lot less risk when you're paying attention. If you're driving with your eyes closed, uh, it's very risky. Yeah. You're on, on an edge. open road, on an open road with nobody on it. That's dangerous. You yeah. Know? And so, I mean, I always, I, I make a joke and I, I tell people, you know, speed and take chances. But what that really means is watch what you're doing. Because if you're speeding and taking chances, you're probably actually watching what you're doing. If I say, hey, you know, drive, just drive cons- conservatively and da da da, chances are you're going to drift off and like not watch what you're doing. And you're going to have your look at your phone or do something, something that's going to put you in a, in a worse position. But, uh, you know, I, I think that's a big piece of it is understanding, understanding, because risk is a lot less risky when you understand it. Right. So you can come into a situation and go, Hey, you're, you're a young businessman. You gotta, you know, you gotta, I mean, you know, people are funny. They want to own a hundred percent of nothing mm-hmm. versus a piece of something big. Sometimes I think we, that's another piece that happens where we want possession. So we want to possess the yeah. whole thing. It's ours. It's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, you're going to own all of it of nothing. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Good job. Versus, you know, and then that's a risk. Like, how much am I willing to give up of of a of a uh, you know of of something, my baby that I started, and having all that stuff, um, thinking that maybe it's the only one you'll ever have, mm. the only idea you'll ever have, the yeah, only there's opportunity, no, no new ideas, right? <laughs> there's no never. Uh, so I, again, I think that that's a big, you know, I think there's a lot of, uh, I mean. You know, I, I, life is a risky business. Mm. You, every day you're risking your life. You get in an airplane, you get in a car. Living is living's dangerous. Yeah, and but it, you have an interesting relationship with danger, wouldn't you say? Well, I have. I yeah. I I think I have uh, a particularly been dating, <laughs> been dating danger for a long time. You know, what Gabby says the only woman she'll share me with is the ocean. But but yeah, I think I do. I mean, I think I do have a. It, it's an interesting thing because, again, because of the op, you know, because I've had a, a, a you know a long relationship with with risk, uh, I'm able to be more risky. Um, but I also am real honest. I'm I'm realistic about like I won't go into a situation that I don't have any skill in, and then do something half-heartedly like i can be more riskful in situations that i have more knowledge and i have to be less risky in one sit but overall because of that i can probably be even more risky in situations that i don't have Mm -hmm. that other people wouldn't because i just have a certain uh yeah, I, I believe, I, I always say life is a formulaic process. There's a certain formula. You can just implement it. Like when you look at success and failure, when you look at master, you know, learning how to do something and, you know, you have the beginning, which is, you, you, you know, you, you don't know how to do it. And in order to do, to, to be good at it, you're going to have to be bad at it and you're going to have to fail. And so I think that that's a, uh, uh, you know, they, a, a woman, and I can't remember her name, but I always remember what she said. She goes, when you have a great idea, she said, because they asked her, well, if you have a really good idea, you know, what do you recommend? She was an entre- she's a, a great entrepreneur. And they said, whatever you do, just don't tell anybody for the first year. And they were like, why? And she goes, they'll discourage you. 
mm. they'll definitely discourage you because people don't want to have to be responsible for their ideas. And so if they, if you said, Hey, I got this idea, they'd be like, Oh yeah, you don't want to do that. You, 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 you that's a bad idea. Yeah. Because then they can sit back and go, well, I could have done that, but that was, bad. I don't want to do that. Like instead of, because you got to risk, you got to put your, you know, put your self out on the line and, 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 and fail. You're going to fail. How I, many I, times are you going to fail? You're going to fail and fail and fail and fail and fail. Oh uh, yeah. And it's about getting back up. And I, I think the thing that's really interesting is uh, people's advice. It, it typically is connected uh, very much to their level of risk and what they understand. And so when you're vulnerable as an entrepreneur and you've got an idea that's being born and you're trying to you know bring it to life, you have people that you trust, but their relationship to risk and their their relationship to uh, what they're afraid of and things like that, their advice will follow that, right? And so that's what, I think that's really great advice is like, do your thing and don't tell anybody for a year and bring the thing to a nexus of some sort of result. And then you can start sharing with people. That's actually a really powerful way to look at starting a business for sure. Yeah. Well, for that's, sure. I just, I just never forgot that when she said that, because I'm like, yeah, because people will discourage you because I mean, listen, I, I've been, I've, because innovation is the same as entrepreneur. Like that, that's the same. When you innovate, it's the same. You, you, you're going to follow the same, again, back to the formulaic process. If you're going to learn a new sport, if you're going to learn a new activity, if you're going to do a new bit, it's, the, the formula is going to be the same, right? So, you know, innovation, a big piece of innovation is, well, first of all, not be discouraged by the people, the naysayers, because the people are going to be like, that sucks. That's stupid. Why would you do that? And that's the beginning, right? When you're first starting, because you're just fumbling. You're like, yeah. it's like I'm fumbling. I'm saying I'm learning what's going on. Then all of a sudden you start to kind of, you see it, you know, you see the hope you got, you get a moment of it and you're like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. But it all has to start with the, the, which, with the, with the, with the premise or the idea. It all has to start with the original light that goes off, mm. which is part of paying attention, right? It's like, Hey, what's this, what could this potentially be if I'm, able to make it have all the things it needs to to be this thing right like what could what's the destiny you have to have an idea you have to have some sort of destination there's got to be some sort of you know i tell people i go you don't get to the top of the mountain without looking up there going hey you know i'd like to get to the top of the mm -hmm. mountain maybe not that mountain but you have to have you have to have it something you don't you don't just look down and walk around and then arrive at the top and be like wow because there's too many times you have to keep you have to have the north you know, you have to bring the compass back and go, okay, there it is again. Then you go, go, go. And you're like, oh, I'm a little off. I got to go this way. So you, you you have to have some sort of guiding star, right? You yeah. got to have that. You got to have that. And all the false summits along the way. Always. I thought I was almost done. Oh, yeah. I thought I, mean, I was almost there. And oh, I got to keep going. And then you realize when you get there that actually the real destination is back at base camp. Oh, so that's, that's, the, that's the bad part. When oh. you get to the very top and you think, wow. I've and then you're like, oh, no, I'm only halfway there because I got to get back. Oh, and then you're disappointed because mm -hmm. you've already went to the crescendo, which was so the destination's actually the parking lot. Yep. That you're leaving from. <laughs> okay. And then you get to the alchemist. So yeah. then you <laughs> you search the world for the treasure only to find that it was in your backyard. Yeah. Well, uh, that's uh th you know, I would say um for those of us who like to chase the spark, the return path is the one that we didn't anticipate. Always. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and down climbing is actually a lot harder. Yeah. On your knees. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Seven times the body weight every time you put your, so 
It's all that gravity. <laughs> well, I, I, something that I think is really interesting about risk is not all of it work. Not every risk we take works, right? And we, you know, we talked about the return pass. So we won't talk about peril, but maybe we'll talk about knowing when to back out, right? So, uh, what is what are some things that you know getting prepared and then being able to back out? How, how do you how do you sort of think about jettisoning? You know, if that's even a word, but sort of getting to a place of like, you know what, I'm going to step back from this one. I took a chance and then I'm going to step back. What are, what are, what's sort of advice that you would give to help somebody recognize that moment? You know, that's a very, uh, difficult position because you don't know if another inch maybe pushes it over. Mm. Right. And I have a tendency to be a little bit on the, the terrier side of things which is just relentless just 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 obnoxiously like you can talk to gabby it's it's not fun to live it's something like that's like i know just just back out of back out of back you know just like this relentless thing but at a certain point <laughs> you know when you're banging your head against the wall uh for long enough you you have to be able to go okay well this is just not working and back doesn't necessarily mean quit mm -hmm. it just means retreat reload reobserve re then go okay well you know we have a saying uh, uh path uh, water always looks for the path of least resistance if you mm -hmm. continue to go like that you just go okay well that's not working then we just shift over and we go like that and then we shift over and we go and we just keep looking and eventually you're like oh wow here we go again so uh which is why I said it's so difficult to say, hey, you had a plan that did a, that brought you right there. I go, yeah, no, you went, you rammed your head, you banged, you went, you you moved, you shifted, you, I mean, what do they say? The best plans are the ones most easily changed. Mm. So I think that that's a big uh, piece of it, you know, and when you make to when to make the call about, you know, uh, you know, when it's not being productive or just you, you've done it enough time. I mean, at a certain point, you, you know, you, you, you gotta be honest with yourself. And I think again, that's where instinct intuition comes to play. Okay. That's when that invisible power that you have that exists in the universe that, you know, you're kind of like, okay, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a thing and not just be like, I'm going to just pretend like that power is not there or pretend like you know, that, that I'm not hearing that, or I'm not, you know, I'm not observing that. And I think it varies in every situation. I think it, it varies with every person. Yeah. I think it's, I think that that's a, you know, that's a, a, a very custom thing, uh, depending on what, what, you know, what you're, what you're involved in, what you're doing. I, you know, for me, because of my, some of the f f like physical things that I've done with endurance stuff, I just, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a reward to to relentless pursuit. Yeah, there is a reward. They're just like, and and you know what? It's just that's just the way it is. There is, and it, you know, it, it's not fun. It's just yeah. But there is a reward when you just continue to pursue and just, you know, and again, not at all cost, yeah. right? Not at all cost. And and so it, it's when does it, you know, uh, and that that goes back to family yeah uh, that goes back to health that goes back to all these places where if you don't have balance and you don't have uh you know homeostasis if you're not a certain at a certain then then 
then then you go okay all right like hey you're not sleeping you're not eating you're in a thing your relationships suck I mean, you might reevaluate yeah. what's going on buddy yeah, like, and that that's the water <laughs> saying hey you know yeah. that, that's one element that's right. it isn't just yeah you know sort of uh uh i need to back out because it's failure I, I i like the rerouting thing that you're you're talking about there's the yeah. relentless I, I something that struck me when you just said that was i think people recognize or uh look at failure because they're so attached to an outcome and having maybe open hands to an outcome and being able to recognize a reroute that needs to happen because there's a destination that doesn't have a particular outcome yeah i i, I think that that is the the uh, unbalanced relationship with failure that we have right so like you know how do you how do you sort of look at failure and well i have a saying no expectations no disappointments so in our game in our game we we uh in the game of the ocean uh we get a lot of forecasts we get a lot of forecasts mm -hmm. and they're good forecasts they're beautiful and you get excited and this is going to be incredible that just doesn't happen and you're like wow and then you just all that anticipation and you're just so you get that roller coaster and you do that a couple thousand times you're you start to learn you're like eh, let's not quite get so worked up you know we have to say when you see the whites of the eyes you know not before not before that like when you see the eyes then you know uh that it's going to happen so i think that that's a uh that's something to be to be honest you know i i worked with a a, a korean man in downtown los angeles uh, and so he had like these sweatshops where they were making all this like jeans and jackets and all this stuff and he i used to sit with him at the end of every day and kind of try to get words of wisdom you know mm -hmm. like okay i'm like young young you know searcher and uh get sit with the sit with the sit with the you know the guy and he he came to california uh from korea with 38 dollars in his pocket wow and within like five years had like a multi-million dollar contracting business flew his whole family um over and you know just had this whole like the kids are all used you know go to usc thing like that like like a story severe right so you sit with him and he used to drink miller light that was his mm -hmm. beer of choice at the end of the day and i'd sit and and uh the most profound thing he ever said to me which when when you think of it, it seemed a little a little boring but he's like when good times here don't be too happy because after the good time the bad time comes mm -hmm. but when the bad times here don't be too sad because after the bad time the good time comes again i'm like so what we're just non-emotional we just stay flat but it, there's something to be said about about that you know that 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 kind of that kind of thing like don't be too just be like okay all right mm -hmm. cool like it's happy oh it's great and then oh yeah it's great and then it's like okay then you know and uh, i mean in big wave riding we get post-traumatic you know so we get these big jolt high edge yes. and then you just plummet into the into the abyss um after that and then you start learning about that and you start learning how to kind of deal deal with regulate that. yeah regulate that thing yeah. and, and that 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 actually just helps you be more prepared right so in a way if you think about it in business you think about you get some big gains and then you're going to have some big losses and then you get some big gains and big losses and you know that's the same back to that formula where you're going to have uh you know you think maybe it's because you're so smart that's why you got these big gains but then then you think maybe it's because you're so not smart that you got these big failures but couldn't have nothing to do with either one of those it's just yeah. the nature of the way that yeah the you know the energy works and so it's, <laughs> i think there's something to be 
to be said because at the end right it's not it won't be about the destination it'll be about the journey